found CHOP, the original Guillotine League podcast. Everything you need to know to avoid the chopping block. CHOP is brought to you by guillotineleagues.com. Now, your hosts, Paul Chargian and Brian Johnson. Welcome to CHOP, the Guillotine League podcast. I'm Paul Chargian. My co-host is Brian Johnson. As always, hello. What's up, Charge? I am just a... uh a severed head with a headset on, bleeding all over the yeah, place. Yeah, you, you right got now. whacked in one of your leagues in the the, the guillotine uh, league writers league. Yeah, yeah, it was a bummer. That I was, I was too good team too, too tight and heavy. Yeah, Derek Henry, Johnny Smith, Corey Davis. That was yep. That's the that's the hard part of being. You know, it, it's one thing to be tight and heavy, thinking you've got several weeks before you have to deal with the bye week eventualities. But then to have that happen, which you never could have seen coming, and, you know, not everybody can pivot. And I also missed both waiver runs, which did not help my Oh, cause. well, then, <laughs> yeah. then, then that's on you. And I lose by less than a point, so I, I, I got point. what I deserved. Oh, we, brutal. We warned to not be too heavy on one team yep, in the summer, right. and, and I'm living proof. Yep. Um, well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not living proof yeah, anymore. Yeah, I'm, just, that's right. I'm just proof. <laughs> the waiver wire is, of course, the secret ingredient of the guillotine leagues, and we're here every Tuesday to give you guidance to help you strategize for your bidding. As always, we encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, please. We can bring it to a wider audience of people that want to hear about guillotine leagues and some strategies therein. Um, and as a quick reminder, guillotine leagues forming every Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. We take Thursday off just because there's a game being played yep. and it's just the confusion of that. Yep. Then we do a Friday lunch guillotine leagues. Then we do a Friday evening guillotine leagues. We do Saturday night guillotine leagues. So there is there are plenty of opportunities to still get in a guillotine league. If you've been chopped like Brian hmm. in one of yours, you can join another one now. Maybe I'll I'll, I'll form a, a, a listener league, and I'll be the the commission. Oh, I like that the idea. Headless commissioner. Yeah, you should do that. For uh, you should week do five that. start, of course. Um, but if you're the commissioner, you're not going to play. No, I'll play. Okay, good. Yeah, I'll, I'll start the league, yeah, and uh, maybe I'll do that. Yeah, I think you should. Uh, advice today is going to come in the form of three different strategy areas, broader bidding strategies that everybody should consider. And it's changing as we get to week five, player-specific recommendations for the 10 most commonly chopped players. And then we'll talk about um, some advice for just the regular free agents that pop up, like this week, some salient names like Damian Harris and Justin Jackson, and to a lesser degree, Robert Tanyan, although he's largely already rostered. Maybe the Ernest Johnson. The Ernest. The Ernest. Zero. Browns running back. 0.2% ownership. So somebody, you know, there are a handful of people out there that have already had the Ernest Johnson. It's very impressive. And this is the first scheduled bye week. Yes, that's not, right. Not surprised bye week. <laughs> so if you if you're uh, <laughs> been leaning on your Packers and your your Lions. Those are the two teams on by this mm-hmm. week. So uh, you might need to bump up your bidding just a little more. I think you're right about that. And, you know, we've advised caution on bidding to this point uh, because we know that the best way, the easiest way to get to victory is to have the most money in the middle of the season. It's not the only way. It's just the best way. But now I think, Brian, we should loosen the purse strings for those who need it. Mm-hmm. And whether or not you need it comes down to this. Now that you've you've been through four weeks, you've lived through four weeks of this, are, is your team predominantly been safe on Monday? Are you near the top of the, the, the standings all four weeks or three out of the four weeks? Then you're probably okay. If not, if you're sweating Monday nights, I think it's time to start loosening the purse strings because yep. at this point, you got a pretty good read on your team. And it may very well be that your team's in trouble and the time might be here. 
to start spending. I got a couple other quick topics for you. First, I think we've now that now that most of us are down to what 13 teams left in the league, I believe. Yeah, 13 mm-hmm. teams left in the league. There are about 17, 18 qualified quarterbacks in fantasy. Yep. Don't pay for quarterbacks unless somebody really special has hit the waiver wire. And this week, not sure who that might be because most quarterbacks, the special quarterbacks, are all doing really well every week. Um, even Lamar Jackson, who had, who had we had talked about several times, he finally had his big breakout week. Um, don't spend on quarterbacks because there are just too many good ones out there. Not even Josh Allen. He's probably the most exciting name now you'd see on the waiver wire. Yeah, if he's so on the waiver wire, Mahomes yeah. Mahomes and uh, yeah. L. Jacks um, or Russell Don't Wilson. go. Cr- yeah, I wouldn't go crazy on no, any of I'm the quarterbacks. Too many good ones out yeah. there still. Um, next, Twitter follower Matt Lucian had Russell Wilson on his team, and he decided to bid $300 on Lamar Jackson as a defensive move. A little too soon for that. It's too soon for that. <laughs> it's too Just soon by for like eight weeks, probably. Yeah, it's and too much money. You're gonna need that three hundred bucks to help you more later. I can't advocate that that style of of play yet. Now, if this was a private league or private leagues, trading is allowed on GuillotineLeagues.com. Then that might be a little more interesting. Yeah, maybe, then you got some assets start, yeah, there, right, yeah, but uh, trade them. But I'd rather trade start, for Fab. Both. I'd rather trade for Fab than uh, players and. Private leagues. Yeah, I have people asking me that, like, yeah. I'm going to trade Derrick Henry for $400 in fab. I'm yeah. like, do it. Yeah, go. You probably, probably get him for 300 next week if he gets cut. He, that's a great point. Um, so I just want to tell I don't, I don't think we're doing defensive moves quite yet. And, again, from a previous podcast, as you're trying to formulate your bidding, always be asking yourself, how much better is this player than his replacement player? That's the key part of the formula how much better is this player than the guy he replaces if it's not a lot better don't bid very much agreed all right let's talk about our 10 players that were most chopped in guillotine league.com leagues and again we use uh one thousand dollars as our as our bidding pool so when we talk about hundreds you can understand that if you know if we say one hundred dollars, we're talking about ten percent of our cap. You can apply that to yours if you use a different style of cap. Uh, the number one most cut player, and I think it's not a surprise, Atlanta wide receiver Calvin Ridley and his total dud zero catch performance on Monday night. Now he was injured and presumably is still injured. I would like to believe that he's going to play next week, but I don't know it for a fact. I think Julio's injury looks, you know, I think he reset the clock on that hamstring. Yeah, he, he suffered a setback, it appears. Yeah, yeah and uh, we'll, we'll talk more about Julio a little later. He is one of the other 10. Um, so I think part of the question you got to ask yourself on Calvin Ridley is, will he be near 100% by Sunday, Brian? And then also the schedule. Oh, so juicy. Me. Carolina, Minnesota, Detroit, Carolina. The Carolina bookends. I mean, you know, if he's healthy, he can ravage those secondaries. Definitely. And uh I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards him being more towards full health on Sunday. Uh on Monday night, he was banged up, like you said, and he was basically getting shadowed by Jair Alexander, mm-hmm. who is legit. And he's right now the number one ranked uh coverage corner by Pro Football Focus. Yeah. So 
I'm not reading too much into the goose egg, so I, I'm definitely interested in Ridley on the waiver wire. All right, so what are you bidding? And as, and as we like to do, we have a recommended bid, and then we also give you a must-have number so that if you're really in a pinch and you need this player, we'll tell you the top end we would pay, that must-have price, but the recommended price is more where we would come in if we want, if we don't have urgent, massive need where we feel like we have to get this guy. What do you got? What do you got him at recommended? Um, I've got the have. I've got the recommended on Ridley as of right now at one fifty, and a must have price of two twenty five. But it uh, because he's hurt, I'm not I'm not willing to go lots higher than that because he's hurt. And Julio not being on the field does not help Calvin Ridley. No, that hurts Calvin Ridley. Definitely. Don't you know? Don't make that mistake in thinking. Well, without Julio Jones, he's going to get that many more targets or whatever. I'm pretty much I'm pretty much right with you. I might bump it up to 175 recommended 250 must have, okay. but no no more than that. Right. Definitely not. But I mean we saw the difference Calvin Ridley made in the first 3 weeks in each game of yeah. the season and uh of course he didn't do that in week 4, but brighter days are still ahead for Ridley. Austin Eckler and Nick Chubb came in second and third. I'm going to lump them together here because they're both expected to miss 4 to 6 weeks probably. I, you know, these are just guys you're stashing for waiting a month or longer for. Who knows if you'll ever cash in? I, I do. Should you bid on Eckler and Chubb? Sure, because you probably have some dead weight on your roster. You know, I've got Michael P. Ryan on a couple of my rosters I can go cut. I'm only bidding $25 for Eckler and Chubb. My must have price is 50 if I want to sit on those. You know, you just you have to think so short term with a guillotine league, and this is really different than standard thinking. You don't know that you're going to be alive in six weeks when they come back. Yeah, it's a long wait for those two. And even before they were injured, neither saw more than 70% of the running back touches in any given game so far. There's, there's certain threats uh, in, in each respective backfield in terms of stealing touches. Um, Josh Kelly for Eckler and, of course, Kareem Hunt for Chubb. So, yeah, 50 <laughs> The, the, the very high end I would pay for either. Yeah, that's. Guys. I think that's the must-have price, not the recommended price. All right, next uh, is Kenyon Drake, the third most <sighs> commonly chopped. What a dud Kenyon Drake has the been. Bust, we thought we, the non-injured bust so far of the season. I would yeah, that could be. To. The non-injured, that that might be right. Um, yeah, I, I think, by the way, just one touchdown on the year, 3.8 yards per carry, and he went belly up against the horrible Panthers run defense last week. Now he can redeem himself immediately. He's at Jets this week, and then he's at Dallas. Those are two defenses you can run upon. What do you think about Kenyon Drake? Recommended price. Well, like you said, he did not come through against Carolina, and yes, the Jets and Cowboys are good matchups, but they're not as good as a matchup as no, and then he's got a tough Panthers. matchup with Seattle, by the way, and then a bye. So I should mention that. So after you get these two medium easy matchups, Seattle is like the number two ranked run defense, and obviously the bye week you're not playing him. So factoring all that in, I've got a recommended bid of seventy five bucks. That's it. That's all I'm putting out. That's all I'm putting out for Kenyon uh, for for Kenyon Drake at this point. Yeah, and that might be a little high. His he was getting 80% of the running back touches. That went down to 60% in week four. Chase Edmonds scored a touchdown. He is mm-hmm. a, certainly a threat as well. So Chase Edmonds might be a better back. He might be. And I, yeah, I would rather, if both were available, 
I would almost put the same price bid on both of them. Probably you don't not. Have to. You don't have, you don't have to have for to. Chase Edmonds. Well, if it depends how sharp your league is, because Edmonds looks like the guy who's gonna use. Yeah, we don't know Drake. that. We don't know that. So, but yeah, seventy-five, no more than that for Drake. I'm All right, you. I have a must-have price of of one twenty-five on Drake, but I, I don't think I anyone must have Kenyon Drake right I don't now. Know. No, I don't think so. He's almost you know, a sabotage but, drop candidate at this point. Next is Devontae Adams. He obviously uh, missed last week's game, Monday night game, with, with the hamstring injury. Now he's on bye. Then he goes to Tampa, which is a much improved secondary. Then he gets two very easy matchups at Houston and Minnesota. Devontae Adams, I think a lot of it is you have to feel confident you can survive through this week, Brian. Yeah, you almost need a, a wide receiver on your bench other than Adams, that you're confident in starting in your yes. starting lineup yeah. to go out and get Devontae Adams. Because you, you're probably going to have to pay for him despite the buy this you're week. You're going to have to pay for him. He's wide receiver one, or it could be wide receiver one for the rest of the season. So I would, I see your prices, and I'm right there with you, where 300 recommended, must have 450, maybe yep, even that's five. What I do. So. Yep, I'm doing 300 and 450. I love that they let him fully heal. Mm-hmm. Love it, as yeah. opposed to what the Falcons just did to Julio Jones. Right. Such a big mistake. And again, we'll talk about him in just a minute. Uh, the fifth most dropped player, Brandon Cooks. A disaster season for Brandon Cooks. Maybe it gets better without Bill O'Brien there, but honestly, I can't give you a reason why it would other than Jacksonville this week and Tennessee the week after that. Those are two struggling secondaries. But he's been so bad. By the way, a bye week looming in four weeks. Um, I have a $1 recommended bid on Brandon Cooks, and I, I that's just, I guess you just stash him and you just, you just sit on him and treat him like the worst guy on your team and see what happens. Yeah, you, he's so boomer bust, and he's just been a bust There's so no, far. Yeah, no and, he's, and he's he's been on the field. Yeah, that's the funny thing. Like the last game against the Vikings, he was split out wide a lot. He was running a ton of routes. Mm-hmm. Three targets. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One buck, and if you get him, big whoop. But <laughs> I don't even know if people would actually bid on him at this point. He might just be a first-come, first-serve ad at this point. This next guy's fascinating. Seattle wide receiver Tyler Lockett, the sixth most cut player in guillotine leagues, had his one bad game of the year. And here he is, you know, this – starting receiver, Seattle scored 31 or more points in every game. That offense might be the best in the NFL. And he has the one dud game, and he shows up here. His schedule is very favorable with Minnesota this week, but then he goes on by. Then he goes at Arizona. That's favorable. So what are your thoughts on Tyler Lockett? He's been very good except last week. Yeah, if you're in desperate need of a wide receiver, this is probably your guy if he's available on the waiver wire uh, with the Vikings of this week. Like you said, uh, 31 plus uh, thirty-one plus points uh, in every game outside of the Week 4 game. And on a high level, a third of the time he's going to have a great game. A third of the time he and Metcalf are going to have a great game. And then the other third, <laughs> Metcalf's right. going to have the great game. And so he won't, right. Just like uh, Week 4, uh, they're, they're not both going to go off every week, but he, he – he has way more boom than bust potential, it appears. And I like how he runs kicks back. I always like that little extra yeah. bonus you get uh, if he scores. Um, Lockett, I'm recommending a $250. I want you know he's a go-to receiver for the hottest quarterback in football. I'm I'm willing I'm willing to spend on Tyler Lockett. I'm recommending a $250 bid and a must-have price of $350. Does that sound fair? I'm with you. Okay, let's move on to Raheem Mostert. Uh, he is the San Francisco running back who may very well come back this week in time to face Miami. Then he gets the Rams and the Patriots and then a very tough matchup with Seattle. 
So what do you think about Mostert? I'm I a little personal bias I'll share with you. I think he's really, really good. And he's on this great offense that runs the ball constantly and has now got more threats for defenses to have to figure out with Kittle back and Debo Samuel back. Mostert was really good in what we saw before he got hurt. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, Jarek McKinnon was really good before he got hurt, and he's not hurt right now, and I thought he looked pretty decent nah. on Sunday night. He's okay. I like Mostert a lot as well. He, he did have a... I'm going to call them somewhat fluky long touchdown receptions against mm-hmm. good running defenses. That certainly salvages box score. But wh- whether it's McKinnon or Mostert, I'm worried about Jeff Wilson, who right now has 35.3% of the carries inside the opponent's 20-yard line for the mm-hmm. 49ers. That's the fourth highest clip in the league. But and that's always going to... Okay, that's true. But what we know about Wilson is when there's two healthy backs, Wilson doesn't get near the field. The Niners rotate two guys almost exclusively. Tevin yeah. Coleman's still not a factor, right? You don't think he'll factor in the red zone, the infrared zone, Wilson? I, really regardless? Don't, I don't. I don't know. I think Mostert will, can, will get that work. But you're right that I think people should be aware of that threat. I'll, I'll listen to that for sure. So my recommended Brit, and again, I like Mostert more than you probably do, listeners. I'm recommending a $250 bid on Mostert and a $350 must-have price if you really need a running back, and he's the guy that's the best guy that's out there. I won't hate on that too much. I might just scale it back 50 bucks on both sides, 200 okay. 300 for me, but uh, the, the potential is there in a very run-heavy One last thing on offense. Mostert. Uh, no bye week until week 11. That's, Isn't that nice? That's a bonus. Okay, next. And we've talked about him seemingly every show. In fact, these next two guys come up a lot. The eighth most dropped guy is, cut guy, is Chris Godwin. Tampa Bay wide receiver struggling with this hamstring injury. Here's The schedule here is not good either. So at Chicago this week, they've been really good against the pass. Then Green Bay, they've been good against the pass. Although Godwin runs out of slot, so he'll avoid Jair Alexander. Then it loosens up a lot, and it's uh, Las Vegas and the Giants. But these next two weeks... Godwin, you know, we don't know if he's going to play next week. We don't know the status. Well, he plays, they play Thursday this week, Oh, great, yeah, thank you. So a very short week, so that's no good. Yeah, so that could be another factor, another reason for caution here. That said, man, if you can get by this, Chris Godwin's really good. So, you know, if you can get by this, my recommended price, 200 in the $200 range, because he's that good, and I can try to hopefully get through this week and then get him in my lineup, the must-have price of three hundred. What? How do you feel about that for Chris Godwin, or is he just too damaged goods for you right now? I think those are fair prices, but I might pump the brakes this week just because it's a short week. Mm-hmm. They're playing the Bears. Like they don't do they? The Bucks need Chris Godwin to beat the Bears. I don't think so. They won't, might want to get him right. I don't know. I don't think they're going to see it that way. I think they're going to look at a Bears defense that's playing very well this year. Fair and point. you know, you know, granted, their offense just isn't generating much, but. Again, I, I, if I'm not going to be relying on him mm-hmm. to keep me alive this week, I'm right. down for those prices. But I don't know if he's going to live up to that price tag this week, and you might get cut as a result. You so. might get cut. You might be You might be the guy who bids on Chris Godwin. You don't get to play him, or you play him, and he doesn't do anything because he's hurt or re-aggravates the injury, and then you're, Chris Godwin's back on the waiver wire again. You could. This is a guy, if you're going to throw a, a, a stupid low bid out, Chris Godwin might be like an $85 hit yeah, for you. Yeah, that's worth it. Definitely worth throwing You know, that that's, out. you know, I think there's so many people nervous about him. All right, next. Here we go again, talking about Julio Jones. 
Um, the hamstring injury may have completely reset itself in the Monday night desperation start that they gave Julio Jones. I understand why they trotted him out there, but you gotta they gotta be smarter than this. We know how hamstring injuries work. Everybody does. And Julio only only lasted not what did he make it to half? That was it. Yeah, well they 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 knew they lose this game and the season's over. probably over. Yeah. So the season's over for, for season Atlanta right over. now. So will they rush Julio back? Probably not. I don't not. think so. I don't not at this point. Why bother? Yeah. So and I think he misses this Carolina game. He might miss the Viking game. Maybe he's back for Detroit. I I just I can't I can't muster up a big bid on Julio Jones at this point, knowing that he may not be startable for another three weeks. Yeah, he's definitely not in the same tier as Devontae Adams when it comes to the, the risk reward. No, or and being, teammate or, Calvin Ridley, who or, we talked about yeah, before. Or, or Calvin Ridley. So again, you really gotta like your team. Be pretty stacked at receiver. Mm-hmm. And or flex positions, and then uh, I, I give him like a fifty dollar recommended, a hundred dollar must have. I don't mm-hmm. know if people are going to be willing to spend more than a hundred dollars on Julio right I, now. No, so I don't think they are. If you're if you feel you're in a good spot, I still think it's worth the risk, uh, even though that risk is blown up <laughs> big time. It really more has. so than we've seen in the past. Yep. Really, yep. there's always risk with Julio, but more so than ever. Now it's possible that he didn't completely reset that hamstring injury, and if you know if and the description I'm talking about with resetting the hamstring injury is what Adam Thielen did last year. Mm-hmm. Thielen has the hamstring injury, takes a couple games off, tries to come back, and then runs on it in a game, makes it like a quarter, and then he resets the injury, and now he's got to miss another month of games. That's what we're trying to avoid here, and I hope Julio Jones doesn't go through that. All right, the 10th the and final guy, uh, most cut player, is our first tight end and only tight end on this list today, and it's Mike Gusecki with a one-catch, 15-yard performance for the second straight week. Now, last week, the one catch was in the end zone, so we were able to survive it two mm-hmm. weeks ago. This past Sunday, just the one-catch, 15-yard scoreless game. That part is certainly worrisome. Now, he gets San Francisco this week, and that defense is still all kinds of beat up. But they've been able to corral tight ends just fine anyway. Then he gets at Denver, which is promising, and then he's got the two L.A. teams. He's got the uh, the Chargers and the Rams. What are your thoughts on Gusecki here? And at some stage, I mean, we're already at a point where they're having to go out and say, Yes, Ryan Fitzpatrick is our starting quarterback. So, you know, Fitzpatrick's been a little wobblier, and, and Tua could end up starting here at some point. And that ultimately would not help Mike Gusecki with a first-start quarterback. Yeah, probably Lewis. not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the, the two uh, the, the last two games have been slow. Like you said, he did have the touchdown. He's still uh, top 12 uh, PPR tight end right now, and I think he still stays in that range. Mm-hmm. Almost playing out of position. He's essentially playing wide receiver right now, yeah. playing slot wide receiver. So, Maybe a little bit of adjustment period going on for Gasicki, but um, I'm, I'm going to look past these last two weeks. I, tight ends are falling by the wayside right now. It seems like the landscape yeah. is getting pretty gruesome like it has been in the past. So I think uh, 50 bucks is a safe recommended price, and uh, mm-hmm. about, I'd say 80 90 maybe even 100 to go get him. depends what your tight end situation is like. If you're uh, banking on Rob Gronkowski still, then maybe you might want to spend up on Gasicki. Yeah, although or Gron- Evan Engram. Or- although Gronkowski's not is, you know, with O.J. Howard out. Yeah, he's this, out. This might be the time. If I told you at the beginning of the season, after a year away from the game, and with all the body mass he lost and everything when he was away from the game, that it would take Rob Gronkowski a month to get 
back so into the flow of the yeah. game and get the, wouldn't you say that's reasonable i would definitely and that's here we are here All we right. are a month maybe right. this is it for rob gronkowski arians has got to tweak the offense a little bit until they actually throw to the tight end that's yeah it doesn't matter that. who's hurt yeah. arians <laughs> has never been a tight end friendly coach no. okay Let's talk now. We'll shift gears away from the top 10 most cut players and into some of the standard waiver wire guys that you're going to want to look at this week. I want to begin at the quarterback position. We told you at the outset, I don't think you need to bid much on these quarterbacks and the quarterback position in general, but two names are certainly popping to the forefront in my mind. Justin Herbert can play the game. Yeah. That kid's good. Everyone um, can see this except Anthony Lynn, it, it appears, who is still clinging to Tarad, saying Tarad will play when... We, we dislodged the needle I, from his I can't, lungs. I can't <laughs> no, see it. I don't. I can't either. Um, it's crazy her, talk. Right now, Herbert is available in forty. In uh, sorry, fifty-eight percent of leagues, he's owned in forty-two percent. I think you can. I think he belongs on rosters. So yeah, you know, make definitely. him your, make him your backup quarterback. The next and a guy maybe I'm more excited about Jimmy Garoppolo, available in two thirds of leagues. Brian and Garoppolo gets Debo Samuel back, George Kittle back. I think Garoppolo plays this week. There's a good chance he plays this week. Gets Mostert back. I mean, this offense is suddenly going to be like full steam ahead for the first time all year. They're going to have everybody oh, there. Brandon Ayuk looks awesome, well, too. You need to throw to him more often. They do. I, that, that problem is they're throwing him like play. three times a game. But, yeah, the, the hurdle was bonkers. Yeah, He's it, obviously a great athlete. One hit, like one hit would have dropped anyone, too, and it, he just completely bounced off it like Gumby and just picked up an extra 10 yards. I was very impressed by him. But, yeah, with – with Debo coming back, a healthy Kittle, and Ayuk in the fold, and uh, yeah. Garoppolo comes back. Yeah, let's go. I, let's I'm let's very go interested. get Garoppolo, to, available in two-thirds of leagues. Uh, he was a guy we, we talked about uh, in the summer, too, who was mm-hmm. a, a good, safe bet because he's got a very favorable schedule on the season. So, yeah, I like Jimmy G. He does have a favorable schedule, my, including Miami this week. So you'd be able to start Garoppolo this week if you needed to, if you've got Aaron Rodgers or you've got Matthew Stafford as your quarterback. Now, let's go to the running back position where I've got uh, three guys I want to highlight. First, Damian Harris, Patriots, available in 47% of, of leagues. Damian Harris, I thought, looked pretty good. I mean, didn't blow me away. He, no, had, he had a couple one of nice, nice long runs, runs. on he, Monday night. He, the thing he does differently than Sony Michelle, I don't think he's any faster than Sony Michelle or more elusive than Sony Michelle, and neither one is. Uh, but he runs with some power and determination that most Sony Michelle does not have. I like that from Damian Harris. 100 yard game. What do you think you got to bid to get Damian Harris? Probably not too much because James White, of course, is a threat to take basically all the passing work mm-hmm. <laughs> out of the backfield. And Rex Burkhead still will yep, still touch as, as long as he's healthy. So I think Harris, you could probably get him 20, 25 bucks. I think and a must-have is not much higher, really. Nationally televised game. Everybody saw him rumble for 100 yards. I think you're going to have to pay more for Damian Harris if you want him. Did he have 100 yards? He did. Oh, okay, yeah. I so I think I think you're going to have to pay like eighty to get yeah, him probably. Um, Justin, by the way, the other thing at Damian Harris is who's the goal line back for Carolina? Cam Newton. Cam Newton. You have to be careful. It, although it might be Damian Harris, he is built like a goal line back, so he could be that guy. Um, Chargers running back Justin Jackson is fascinating to me. Available in almost every league, um, he it will get he will become. He will become a 40% timeshare in this backfield. He'll be the new Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly will take over Austin Eckler's role, at least as a runner. Justin Jackson will take over Josh Kelly's role. But Justin Jackson can catch better than Kelly. And I think for a lot of that dump-off stuff that used to go to Eckler, I think that's going to go to Justin Jackson. This is a way cheaper and sneakier angle. Most of us are in PPR leagues. 
Justin Jackson than Damian Harris. I think Justin Jackson has got a chance to be really fantasy viable, flex worthy all these weeks. I mean, Austin Eckler's out. And I think you can get Justin Jackson for 30 bucks. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Eckler got hurt early in the game, so his, his overall touch percentage has gone down on the season. But it was, it was essentially 65% Eckler, 35% yeah. Kelly. Yeah. And it's not going to be 90% Kelly now, no. 10%. It's that, 60 those, 40. Yeah, it's going to stay the same. So certainly uh, a viable add in uh, any format. Fantasy right. football format. Last guy I want to mention is Cleveland backup D. Ernest Johnson. Um, Durnest. I like Durnest. Uh, Durnest Johnson. We know with Nick Chubb out that this is going to be a two-headed attack. They kept running the ball like crazy last week, even after Chubb went down. They didn't slow down Kevin Stefanski at all from running. So we're going to see plenty of usage here from uh, D. Ernest Johnson, available in basically every single every single league. Yeah, the the Browns run the ball 53% of the time. That's the highest clip in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, before Chubb got hurt, uh, he was getting about 45% of the touches. Hunt getting 40, and Ernest was still getting those touches, getting yeah. a, a 15% share, not a ton. But now that Chubb's gone for an extended period of time, I would think he, Ernest is going to step into a 30%. Touch share for Cleveland, and that line is elite right now. They're that's top the whole, three. That's the whole thing. That line's so good. Yeah, and they just they run mercilessly. So they do. I D, D Ernest Johnson put two bucks on him, and go get D Ernest Johnson on your on your on your team, and you you may have a very qualified flex starter on your hands. Yeah, I would bump it up if you have have Hunt uh, or you lost Chubb. You might need to to spend a little more to grab him because there's not a lot of warm bodies out there. Final guy I want to talk about off the the waiver wire. Alshon Jeffrey is due back potentially this week, and they need anybody with a pulse, right? Like like everybody, you know, really down on Alshon Jeffrey overall, but – they will have to throw him the ball, and if he's healthy enough to be out on the field, I think he just gets some looks his way, and he probably belongs on rosters. Yeah, I'd throw a, I'd throw a Ham- Hamilton at him, 20 bucks, just mm-hmm. in hopes that he can recapture some of the – I don't know, how old is he now, 46 years old? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, if he, if he can come back and stay healthy, he's – Surely in line for eight to ten targets per game. One would doesn't think. it feel that so, way? So yeah, yeah. He's worth he's worth a uh, twenty twenty five bucks. Why not? And let's hope when Alshon Jeffrey comes back that that'll free up Zach Ertz. I mean, last week, um, Ertz just got taken out of the game because why not double up Ertz and then mm-hmm. you know go go make Carson Wentz find somebody else to throw to, which he really couldn't do. Thank you for listening to the Chop Podcast, everybody. Uh, Best of luck in your bidding. We encourage you to join another guillotine league right now while you still can. We are forming guillotine leagues continually almost, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Friday afternoon at lunchtime, and then also Friday night, Saturday night. So there's still plenty of opportunities to get in drafts. And Might throw a Sunday morning one out there. Why not? To be done before kickoff. We can get. think we we could do it? Yeah. Hour and a half? Yeah. Maybe it takes, the yeah, draft takes, yeah, it takes 90 minutes. Yeah, we'll try. Uh, Paul Allen was telling me he went through one in 70 minutes the other day. So if you've got well, it's less teams bonus, now, we're only down well, to 13. Oh, good point. So, you're so right. Yeah, you're right. The number of teams is going down. Sunday morning time. draft. There will be one. Look for it, everyone. Okay, all right. We'll, we'll try that as well. Thanks for listening, and thank you for subscribing, rating, and reviewing the podcast. Talk to you next week, everybody.